0: And I have with me this morning Mr. Bryce O. Stenzel, who is, as I mentioned, he's an author, he's a musician, he's a historian, he's a teacher. He teaches at the St. Clair Public Schools in History. Good morning, Bryce.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: And you're also an alum of Minnesota State Mankato. Yes, ma'am.
1: Uh, class of 1990 and 1995.
0: All right, and we know that, that you have been on before and talked about the Boy in Blue Memorial Statue, the Civil War Statue, numerous times. Today, we're talking about something different. It is, well, you came out with a new book, but it's about the history of the Mankato Area Community Band celebrating its centennial, 100 years, and the book is called And the Band Played On. So let's talk a little bit about this. 100 years in the community. If people aren't familiar with us, what is the Mankato Area Community Band? How did it start 100 years ago?
1: Well, it actually started with the Mankato Elks, uh, which, by the way, there still is a Mankato Elks chapter, 225 in Mankato. But a group of Elks members were also very good musicians, just in their own right. And so they decided to, you know, have a few jam sessions at their meetings and so on. And then uh, the idea came to them, or they, they actually sent delegates to uh, the National Convention in uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey, in 1922, that summer. And many of these same musicians were the delegates that went. And when they got out there, lo and behold, they realized there was going to be a parade uh-huh. uh, of musicians. And, of course, being the accomplished musicians they were, they wanted to participate, but they had a problem. And the problem was they had no uniforms to wear because oh. this wasn't, you know, a, a sanctioned activity at that point or it wasn't an official part of the of the club. So they improvised. They went down to uh, the boardwalk there in Atlantic City and purchased, I'm thinking they bought out pretty much the whole inventory of... Uh, 1920s style bathing suits. <laughs> uh, of course, these were all young men that were doing so. There's a
0: the little shorts and a little tank top kind of thing. Yes,
1: yes, and that is the illustration on the front cover on the on the bottom. It's that's that's the actual picture from that. Uh, one of the reasons that I was able to write this book was because we still had a copy of that picture. That picture had been missing for a long time, oh. but it, it turned up in a box of memorabilia that Mr. Edwin Stock had, one of the directors of the the later band. Anyway, I got a hold of the picture, and it's like, all right, for me, this was the smoking gun. We're going to do sure. this book uh, and get it out in time for the centennial, which we almost did. Uh, if it hadn't been for uh, paper shortages with COVID oh. uh, and so on, it would have come out last year already. But by coming out a little bit later, that allowed uh, me to put uh, some of the centennial concert photos uh, from last summer uh, in the book. So it is it is up to date. We are starting our 101st season but that's actually how the band started. And then they marched uh, down the street playing, of all things, the Wang Wang Blues, which actually uh, Henry Bussey Jr. Uh, had a lot to do with. Uh, and actually, I mentioned that uh, in the book also. He uh, you know, used to uh, work on KMSU.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a former announcer on KMSU radio for a long time. A lot of people know Henry Bussey. And he became famous in his own right as a jazz musician. Correct. What did Correct. he play? He was the trumpet, wasn't he? I think he was. I believe so. Was he in the band too? This uh, community band? More
1: than likely. Well, he he conducted. I I, I know. Oh, I he know, was a conductor. I too. know he I know he did that.
0: Okay, and Bryce, now you have a history with this band too. Not a hundred years, obviously, but how long have you been a part of the Mankato Community Band?
1: I've actually been a member for forty-two years. This Ooh. is my forty-second season. I started when I was um, fourteen years old. And now i'm fifty six
0: okay, so it started as the Elks, and then it became the Mankato area community Band. When did it make that transition of the name change? because I assume it used to be elk members?
1: right. Well, actually, there was a there was a transition from uh, just picking up the story there there's actually one uh, transition that happened before that, uh, and that was it went from the Elks band uh in the early 60s to the Mankato Area Municipal Band ah. uh and it became a line item on the city budget actually wow really um and so that's when it uh that's when it uh transitioned over and then uh, it that lasted for a number of years and then it transitioned ultimately in 2006 it transitioned to uh, the Mankato Area Community Band uh because Funding. Uh, if you sure. recall uh, back in uh, those early 2000s, we had all the budget cuts, L- LGA funding was cut to the cities and so on. And so what had been a line item on the Mankato city budget uh, was removed, and from that point on, We actually have to be funded through grants and donations and that kind of thing, which is how we're funded uh, right up to the the present day. Uh, Some private businesses, for example, Schwickert's, um, because of Lee Schwickert and his father. Uh, Lee Schwickert's father was actually in the Elks Band. Lee Schwickert was in the Elks Band and the Municipal Band right up to, uh, well, he passed away in um, 1994. That's who the Lee Schwickert Pavilion is named after where we play in Sibley Park. Okay. But at any rate, um, there are there are uh, private companies that also uh, fund us. But uh, most so you're of a it, most of it's most, a nonprofit. Yes, non-profit. it's a nonprofit. We have a five hundred one c three status mm-hmm. uh, as a nonprofit, and today we're uh, we're subsidized by donations and grants.
0: Well, as I look at the cover of this and the band played on this book that you just uh, released. I'm looking at these people, in. they look like they're all ready to run a, a 5K or a marathon in their, as you mentioned, the bathing suit styles of the 1920s with the number 225, which I assume that was the Elks Club's correct. number, correct? Correct, correct,
1: and that still is their, uh, their chapter number here in Mankato. It's still an active organization.
0: Does the Elks have involvement, or has it completely gone away from that?
1: It's completely gone away from that. I mean, they're certainly welcome to uh,
0: play, to, to be
1: to play, and if they would like to send us a donation, we'd certainly be grateful <laughs> for that. Um, Good plug. little marketing here, but yeah. uh, at any rate, um, no. They're, uh, we're not affiliated with them directly, officially.
0: Sure. So how has it changed through the years besides being the Elks? And, I mean, has it been what used to be all males, you said, and then they added women? And, and has it been then community members from anywhere around the area or, or what?
1: Well, Mankato's always had a strong uh, community band focus going all the way back to the beginning of the community, uh, and I did do some research. In fact, I was uh, using uh, Dr. Clayton uh doctoral thesis, which I got from uh, the MSU library. Uh, he was an MSU, uh, well, he was actually director of bands for many years before uh, Dr. Ross took over, um, but at any rate, uh, and I actually studied under both of them because uh, I went to band camp with Dr. Okay. T D and I studied. Uh, uh, studied m- or had marching band uh pep band you know all the band stuff that I did in college was with Dr Ross but at any rate um yeah there was a there was a strong musical uh presence in the Mankato community from from the beginning as Dr's uh Clayton T's doctoral dissertation points out which I I used as a source in in my own research
0: and since you started forty two years ago um how has it changed since then in the last forty two years because it was obviously uh, at that time it was the mankato area community band when you joined correct or is uh, it, the no, municipal? it was municipal oh, when okay. i when i
1: joined uh and then the transition uh, i i was part of the transition uh that went from municipal to uh community ban in fact i was elected president of the organization in 2007 okay. and i've been uh president ever since oh, okay. but, it was, but it was right in that right in that time frame when we where we switched over so yeah no i i started in 81 uh and the the community ban i'm sorry the municipal ban was was in full full swing at that point and then i uh i was part of the the transition but actually um John Berg was actually part of the the transition uh, from the Elks to the uh, municipal band, and, uh, and that was in the early '60s.
0: How did the makeup change then? When were women allowed, for example, and uh, you know, is it the number of folks playing changed too?
1: It was a it was a gradual process. Certainly, by the time I joined in the '80s, there were quite a few women uh, mm-hmm. already involved. I would say that probably happened uh in the in the transition from the elks to the to the municipal if if i would have to you know pin it down i i don't have a particular date when okay sure. there were more women right uh or women were I, I think it was a gradual process so there isn't a set you know exact date but certainly uh Certainly by the 80s, there were women uh, involved.
0: And how about the numbers? Has it been pretty consistent? Like has it been 50 or 40 or or what? How has that changed through the years?
1: 50 seems to be the magical number. That would be, I would say, the average. Uh, We've had years where we had less than that. We were down in the 40s uh, versus once in a while we get uh, bands that are even into the the lower 60s mm-hmm. in terms of, of numbers. I would say 50 is, is about average.
0: What defines a community band?
1: It's a group of musicians um, of various ages uh, and even various abilities, but they all get together and they make music uh, and they, they enjoy what they're doing. Uh, they're, they're, in most cases, volunteers uh, that uh, that come together to uh, uh Play music and and enjoy each other's company and actually learn from each other. I mean, I learned an enormous amount uh, when when I started uh, in 1981. I was 14 years old. Yeah. You know, I couldn't even reach seventh position. You know, with my <laughs> arm yet um, on the trombone. On the trombone, but because there were uh, accomplished musicians and, and some of these people, you know, they play in professional bands also. Sure, uh, it's an amateur organization, but don't let the word amateur uh fool you cuz these are very Many of them are very accomplished musicians. In fact, some of the amateur players actually play better than some of the professional musicians. Professional simply means you do it for a living.
0: And you make money for it, yeah. Right.
1: These people are doing it uh, for the sheer enjoyment of of playing music. And music is for anybody. It's the universal language. It really is.
0: Now, is there a style? It seems like a lot of community bands I've heard seem to tend towards somewhat patriotic. Is that kind of a a thing, or does it vary?
1: That comes from the military band tradition, which is where a lot of these bands... Originated, you know, the, the so-called town band or the community band, which is really the same thing, but they evolved out of the military band tradition, which comes from uh, both World Wars. But if you want to trace it even further back, uh, a lot of it comes from the Civil War, um, and even further back, uh, you know, going all the way back to medieval times, if you want to go back far enough. But there's a, there was a, uh, an era, uh, you know, that that mid 19th century uh civil war era and then beyond the, the two world wars we call that the military band era and that's also known as the golden age of bands uh, cuz many of these servicemen they came back from uh active duty you know in the in the military during various wars and they brought their military uh bearing but also they brought their uh their military band tradition with them and they wanted to share it with with others so that's that's certainly a major major focus but that's why there's so much uh, emphasis on marches and, and patriotic okay. style music but we also play a lot of big band uh, era music from the 40s um, the community band plays a lot of show tunes from uh, various uh, musicals and so on so really it's a it's a variety you know we play an eclectic mix of different styles. So we try, to, we try to reach everybody.
0: Bryce, in doing this research, because it looks like you've done pretty extensive research, was there anything that surprised you or came out that you said, wow, I never knew that? I mean, I know you're a historian, so you know a lot of this stuff, but that might be of interest to others that would say, like, wow, I never knew that.
1: Well, initially, uh, of course, I knew it by the time I wrote uh, the book, but the story that I was sharing earlier about uh, how the band actually got started, mm-hmm. uh, that, was, that was shared uh, with those of us in the band, uh, by uh, Mr. Stock. Actually, he was kind of the band historian and conductor for, for many years. He's also the founder of the Lancer Marching Band, I should oh, point that out. Oh, so,
0: so the Lancers grew out of the the community band or the in, Mankato area in, band?
1: Indirectly, yes, okay. uh, as did the Mankato Symphony. Really? Uh, that, okay. that, uh, getting back to your question, um, initially that story about the, the band, uh, how it formed, that was new to me. But actually, when I was doing the research, uh, finding out that there was a common connection not only with the Lancers, as you just mentioned, but actually the Mankato Symphony also. Because it was uh, Heine Udloffen, who was one of the the directors, uh, conductors. Um, He was actually conductor from 1932 to 1962 uh, before John Berg took over. That was a transition from the Elks to the the municipal uh, in the early 60s. But Heine, you know, often uh, was a big, uh, well, actually, he started out being a violinist uh, when he was five years old, and then he transitioned into, you know, more traditional band music. But he was a great admirer of the symphony, and he wanted to see a, a symphony start in Mankato, which actually happened in 1951. But he was already conductor, you know, actually well into his career as conductor of the Mankato Elks band, and so he was very instrumental in helping to get the with Symphony started, which I know uh, KMSU was a sponsor of. So mm-hmm. there's a there's a tie in there. But their ac- their first concert was actually in 1951.
0: Okay, well, I'm looking. There's so many great pictures from the history and, like you said, even to last year when you actually celebrated the 100th anniversary of the band. Now, you actually have a concert coming up tomorrow, so I want to make sure we talk about that. So if people want to come and hear the band, let us know the details of that.
1: Yes, our 101st season actually starts tomorrow, uh, which is June 6th, so it's D-Day. Literally, it's D-Day for us, and it's uh, historically D-Day. Uh, But uh, we uh, start our our first concert of the 101st season tomorrow night at 7.30 at the Lee Schwickert Pavilion in Sibley Park, which is right next to the the Petting Zoo. And that uh, concert begins at 7.30. It's free and open to the public. Uh, Please come down, bring your lawn chairs. Uh, We do have some benches that are provided by the city, but it's always good to bring your lawn chair just in case or bring a blanket if you want to lay on the grass. Uh, they do spray for bugs okay, but I bring f- I'd bring some uh bug spray uh mm. and maybe something to drink too as long as it's not in a glass container. Okay, and of course no know. alcoholic beverages um, cuz it's a it's a family show. But nonetheless uh, we start playing uh tomorrow night 7:30 in Sibley Park and then we uh, our season will run through the middle of July. Actually we uh, wrap it up uh July 18th I believe is the is the date. Um and all the concerts are in Sibley Park at the Lee Schwickert Pavilion, with the exception of one, uh, and that's actually going to be June 27th at Lincoln Park. That's our uh, patriotic concert that we do every year, and we like to do it in the shadow of the Boy in Blue. You uh, alluded to that earlier, that I'm a part of the Boy in Blue, yes. Uh, so it's a partnership, uh, it's a collaborative effort between Friends of the Boy and Blue, that group, and the Mancun Area Community Band, we do a concert uh, of patriotic music uh, in Lincoln Park uh, commemorating, of course, our nation's uh, birthday, which comes up on, on July 4th. We're sure. not playing on July 4th just because there's so many things going on that day. Okay. We're doing our concert uh, the week week prior to that. And we also have an on-the-road concert on July 6th over in Faribault, Minnesota. And that concert is in um uh, there's Central Park which is right uh in the middle of downtown it's uh, about two blocks off of highway 60 as you're you're driving through Faribault. Mm-hmm. uh you take uh, it's either second street or second avenue i always forget which way they go but anyway you turn left there um off of highway 60 and then the park is right there and the Episcopal Theater uh cathedral pardon me is across the street that's uh the th- cathedral that was built by Bishop Whipple
0: and as I are looking at the schedule, it looks like Tuesday is the main day for the concert starting tomorrow. So Tuesday, June 6th, Tuesday, June 13th, Tuesday, June 20th. And then I'm looking, uh, let's see, Tuesday, or July 11th July and Tuesday, July 18th. They're all at Sibley Park concerts at 730. So if people want to go, they can go to the different ones. Is the music the same at every concert? Does it change? What do you got?
1: They change oh, uh, every okay. week. Every week we have a different repertoire. We have two excellent conductors, Ryan Julianian, who by the way commutes all the way from uh, Marshall, Minnesota. Oh. Uh, he was a former uh, graduate student of Minnesota State University, uh, and actually got in the band as a member, and then eventually became the conductor when uh, Mr. Stock uh, retired. But we also have uh, the talents of Dr. Amy Royce and Foley who's uh the current uh, director of uh, bands here at Minnesota State University uh, and she will also uh, direct some of the concerts so we have we have very interesting uh, repertoires uh, for both of them for example,
0: uh, what kind of stuff might we hear tomorrow
1: uh we do have uh, we do have some marches coming up uh, we have some uh, show tunes I believe we're playing one on the 80s uh, that's either tomorrow night or it's the following week i know we have a, a medley of uh, 80s music um you know you don't normally think of that as band music but uh, they can they can make a band arrangement <laughs> right. out of just about anything uh so quite a quite a variety of uh, of different styles different uh, kinds of music that are they're going to be played. At one point, I don't think I think that we're saving that for the patriotic uh not to give too much away, but they will be playing the Wang Wang Blues again. Okay. So you'll get to hear that uh hear what the what the musicians were playing in 1922. It's it's quite a neat little piece. Uh we're playing uh, the Mankato March, which was actually commissioned specifically for uh the city of Mankato when uh, Mankato celebrated its sesquicentennial back in 2002. Uh, we had uh, Dr. Tim Timothy Marr actually write a piece called the Mankato March, um, well, uh, and, and that will be it, that will be played as well.
0: Is it the Minnesota March or the Mankato March? No,
1: nope. uh, his is the Mankato March. There, look- there is the there is the Minnesota March. That's a Sousa March. Oh, okay. So, so if you wanna if you wanna play an excerpt of that,
0: yeah, I was gonna do that now because you l- you said they they don't have a. A recording specifically, but this is on the, the YouTube, you can listen. So, we're going to play a little bit of that from the Mankato area uh, community band, and it's uh, off of YouTube. So, I'm not sure of the quality, but we'll listen right now. For our next selection, we're going to go to John Philip Sousa. No, perfect. And we're Sousa, going to commemorate I mean, Minnesota with his famous piece called The Minnesota March. Woo! One of my favorites. Thank <laughs> you. So to March with the Mankato or a community band in a previous concert. I don't know what year that was. It says four years ago on the screen here. Is that about right?
1: That's about right. It's it's right around uh, 2018, 2019. Right in that right in that time frame.
0: Bryce, how do you become a member? You've been a member since you were 14 years old years ago. So if somebody was thinking like, well, you know, I haven't played in a while, but I think it'd be fun to pick it up.
1: Just come on down and, and check out a rehearsal, uh, and that would include tonight. If someone was is interested, uh, we meet uh, actually 7 p.m. at uh, the Performing Arts Center, uh, the band room, which is PA 109.
0: That's here on campus. That's
1: here on campus. Okay. So just, just show up for a rehearsal, and uh, we'll, you, get you, we'll get you in.
0: Do you have, like, a website or a Facebook site so people could find information if they want?
1: There is a Facebook site. Of course, I'm... Uh, I'm not uh real tech savvy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's right that's one word that's <laughs> okay, one word for it. it. Um So
0: Mankato Area Community Band. Yes,
1: yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they could find it that way. Okay. Go go to Facebook and, and and find it.
0: And you said there's some there's a young man now that's about 13 perhaps about the age you were when you started. Mm-hmm. So and you have one member that's 90 something? 92. Wow. So all ages, all abilities. So nobody's going to shun you if you're newbie?
1: No no in fact that's what's been very uh very welcome i mean it is a very welcoming organization uh people have been played in it a long time uh they're they're eager to share their abilities with uh with younger people less less experienced um I mean I was I was I was welcomed in a long time ago when I was 14 and I'm still here so Well
0: you're still now you're the president so I guess that's what happens <laughs> you get to <laughs> So it is tomorrow. Yeah, we won't
1: tell him that part.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, you're going to get roped into being a president <laughs> one day. No, so it uh the, the concert though is tomorrow. This is your first uh concert of the season, June 6th, and that will be 7:30 at Sibley Park in that uh pavilion, the Lee Schwickers pavilion so folks go down down listen to the band and if you're interested you could probably find someone there that w- could give you more information and or just go out and enjoy and and you said they're gonna spray for bugs but maybe bring your own
1: yes I would uh, I would recommend that
0: so is the um, is the schedule for the season on your Facebook site then too yes. probably okay mm. so that way um, if you're wondering and then usually it looks like do your rehearsals on Mondays so if you got that night free and you're interested in playing some music that's a way to do it and the book and this is this this is uh, by Bryce. It is the history, the 100 years of Mankato Area Community Band, 1922 to 2022, called And the Band Played On. How can people get a copy of your book of the history here?
1: Uh, I'll give you my um, email account. It's Bryce Ostenzel at gmail.com. That's probably the best way to, to reach me. Just just drop me an email.
0: So for folks who don't know how to spell that, Bryce is B R Y C E, O. And then Stenzel, S-T-E-N-Z-E-L, at gmail.com. And I'm sure if you went to the the Facebook site, you could probably also send a message or something there.
1: Yes. And another great way, in fact, I say the best way to do it would be to uh, come to a concert. Oh, you'll have it at the concert. Because I'll have I'll have copies at the concert as well.
0: Okay. And is this self-published, or do you have a publisher on this?
1: Uh, it's Minnesota Heritage Publishing oh. who's done all of my books. Uh, that's uh, Julie Schrader. Sure. Um, but yes other other than that it's it's self published um no uh, no grant money no um Corporate sponsorships, nothing like that. It was it was privately funded at, at this point. So please buy a book. And <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's a great history of the Mankato area and people that uh, you you know maybe recognize some names from way back. And the families are still here, and a lot of great pictures. So I encourage you to check it out. It will be in any stores at all. Possibly?
1: Yeah, actually, actually yes. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, we have the Music Mart, which is one of the community mm-hmm. bands' uh, sponsors. Uh, they actually uh, donated us our current uh, uniform shirt, blue ones that we're wearing now they have copies of it the blue earth county historical society i dropped some uh, copies off okay. there they have it for sale so yes there are a number of uh retail outlets in town that you can uh, you can obtain it as well
0: thanks bryce it's always great to have you on the show bryce denzel who is the author of this latest book and a member of the band which you can hear tomorrow at seven thirty down at the sibley park well thank Our,
1: you so much Karen, uh, bringing me in
0: thank you